podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Welcome to another Touch of Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by two of our uh, lovely regulars. How are you doing, gents? Uh, we got Daniel and Leo. Yeah. Happy Corona Day. Happy Corona what, what Day. What day is this? We're on what day? I'm losing track now. What, of the Corona? Yeah. Uh, in the UK, I don't know, man. It's been at least a week, no? A week and a half, two weeks, I don't know. Yeah, it's been, been about that. It's day three um, of self-isolation for me, bro. <laughs> what, are you actually self-isolating? Nah, I'm joking, man, but oh. I'm working from home this week. I was about finally. to say, like, I was, can't get into the Skype, can you? <laughs> <laughs> we've, right, got, man. we've got um, a new guest today. We've got uh, Ronald. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm great, mate. How you doing? Uh, it's good. It's good to have you on. I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. A, you know. It's a uh, this uh, lockdown shit is a, is a, is a bit weird, but 
you know, I'm enjoying the whole working from home stuff and whatnot. Um, Ronald, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, um, last time I did the two new guests, I said, what did I say? I said, oh, I said, what is your uh, favourite Arsenal player of all time? And what is your stance on Arteta uh, as, uh, in his reign so far? All right, then. Um, my favourite player of all time has to be a weird one. Um, I have to give it to Aaron Ramsey. Oh my days! Now, but wait, hold on. Only because, like, he was one of the people that wait. I would say, how old are you? I'm I'm 26 actually. You're a big man to be having. I know, I'm a big man to be having. Hey, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. What is going on? I know, I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I know, no, I know. But yo, nah, you need to elaborate, please. I made a bet with one of my friends. I made a bet with one of my friends at uni. That are oh, the person who's going to score the winning goal to lift Arsenal from their trophy drought. I'll name him as my, I'll put him, give him a name as my son. And since then, yo, I think Ramsey's been one of the most underrated players ever since he's been at Arsenal. So, not to say he's great, not to say he's great, but he's you're definitely underrated. Uh, this is you're, you're one of them man where if a person uh, goal, like, nah, he's cold, he's cold. Ramsey, yeah? Hmm. So, some of the things he did, he's a we're bit gonna of a criminal. Start he, got, he, he got away with murder, but yo, he did a lot for Arsenal, especially during that period where Fabregas left us and all of that. But I can't lie, we'd be, we'd be better off with him at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, we'll be better off with him. Fans, but boy, Ramsey did some criminal stuff, man. But, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, we let you slide with that one. We, we've got time to talk about it today because I can't lie. We ain't, there ain't much to talk about. Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> well, actually, Ronald, you, you didn't answer the second part of the question because Sorry. we kind of cut you off a little bit with your uh, outlandish. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Arteta's doing as well as he can be. Well, I think um, first of all, um, let me just give a rating out of ten. I'd say six point five. We um, I try to understand that it's his first role. Um. So I'm not really expecting anything out of the ordinary, to be honest. But I'm expecting um, everything I've seen, I've expected from him. He's given us structure. He's given us uh, definitely a platform to, okay, now we can say the problem is not the manager, it's now the players. So um, definitely, I definitely feel that he's doing a good enough job. And I feel like given enough time, maybe we could see something good. Because I've, I feel when Klopp came into Liverpool, yeah, they weren't his team. So... If Arteta is given the same amount of time, I feel definitely we can we can look forward to something. That's nice to have a little bit of a positive take on the pod. I'm not used to that. I'm, I'm quite taken aback by uh, this this uh, overwhel- overwhelming feeling of positivity from Ronald there. <laughs> but um, no. all right, cool. Um, let's talk Corona then, because obviously the whole reason we haven't got anything to talk about is because this bloody virus is it's causing mass panic and it's infiltrated our football season. So, um, the other pods have done it and they've given their views. I think that the main pod did it. Um, uh, they did it on Mugger as well. So, we're going to take a bit of an Arsenal perspective to this. Um, I don't know I, I don't know if this is uh, how they're actually going to deal with it, but I saw like uh, um, an article saying that, you know, the clubs are actually going to vote on how to deal with this, uh, like what the outcome is going to be. Is that true or is that, or is that, is that not true? I mean, I don't think you can vote on it, to be honest. Like, you can't allow the clubs to say, all right, cool, let's decide, and we'll just go with the majority vote, because... What was the thing about they needed 14 votes to vote I, I don't know. or something like that? What was that? I about? don't know where that came from. Some journalist from Daily Mail just made some stuff Martin up. Martin Samuel, yeah? 
I probably yeah, just ran with it. One of the only, one of the few journalists that haven't actually joined the the uh, athletic yet. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like mm. the mail's a trash gen piece of journalism anyway. But yeah, they just came up with nonsense. I don't know where that came from, but they won't do that. They'll they'll make a decision themselves. I think. So you think the Premier League are going to make a decision themselves? Yeah, yeah, and I feel I feel like they'll want to complete it because that's the the option that will, as long as you can do it before the end of July. That's the option that um, has the least legal repercussions. Because and if, by legal repercussions, what are you talking about? Well, they get, well, all right, let's, you have to consider the other options, right? So option one, you say, all right, Liverpool win it. They give the title to Liverpool and say, right, the rest of the league... Impossible. The rest of the league is as it is now, right? So everyone in their positions, you're in that position and whatever happens, happens, that's it, give Liverpool the title. If they do that, of course, Aston Villa, for example, who have a game in hand, and if they win that game in hand, are out of the relegation zone, problems. Sheffield United, who have a game in hand on Manchester United, and if they win that, they leapfrog Manchester United in fifth and potentially go to Champions League, problems, right? Arsenal, problems. Hey, there's too many problems. Lots of clubs will say, all right, cool, we're not having that. And it's the, the legal, there could be legal ramifications because technically you haven't fulfilled your duty to have a full season. So the, the FA and UEFA and whoever else is involved in it, there could be legal ramifications for them, especially from, um, uh, what do you call them, sponsors as well. So for Manchester United, for example, they have a, with their Adidas contract, they have a clause where they get more money if they qualify for the Champions League. So if you then cut the season nine games short, Manchester United is going to have someone, something to say to somebody because they're going to miss out on money from Adidas. And I feel like, I think Arsenal have a similar thing with the European competition as well, where if you then just void it and say, right, cool, that's it. No one enters, it is, as, is as it is, Arsenal lose out on a lot of money. So they're also going to be a bit, bit pissed. So that's option one. Then you've got option two. And you say, all right, cool. You know what? Let's just void the whole thing. That's it. The positions as they were last season, that's how it's going to run. And I don't care who has what now. It doesn't matter. We're voiding it all. Is what it is. Sorry, Liverpool. No title for you. Sorry, Leeds. Sorry, West Brom. You might have to stay in the championship. Is what it is. If they do that, cool. Some clubs would be happy. West Ham, for example, who are hovering just above relegation. They'll say, yep, cool. I'll take that. No problem. But a club like Manchester United, again... for the same situation because they finished sixth last year and they're fifth right now fifth technically the Champions League spot if Manchester City get um, the ban upheld they're going to say well hold on a minute we're fifth right now we're in Champions League if you do that we're sixth not in Champions League big man you you can't do that like what's what's going on I'm a big fan of this option I'll tell you that me me too (laughs) me too I, I feel like this is the fairest option for the multitude of clubs. Yeah, you'll get Liverpool that'll be unhappy. You'll get Manchester United that'll be unhappy. There are a few other clubs. I think Leicester would be quite unhappy with that as well. A few other clubs that would be unhappy. But for the majority of clubs, you'd be fine. Then you might want to say, OK, let's expand the league to 22 teams. Let the top two from the championship come up. That would be West Brom and Leeds. And then five teams get relegated next season. You could do something like that. I don't think that should run because you can't say... The premise void, and then not, yeah. it surely has to. It has to follow all the way down. So if you're going to void the Premier League, you have to void Championship, League One, League Two, Conference, Ryman, all of that. You have to void them all. Yeah, and if if you do yeah. that, again, legal ramifications for a lot of teams because teams in the Championship they take massive gambles on coming up. So they spend a lot of money on players. Well, relatively a lot of money for their league, and they bank on. That, that decision allowing them to come up. If they're third, for example, and in a playoff spot, technically their gamble is paying off. 
and you've just in one fell sweep said, ah, screw your gamble. We don't give a damn. You ain't coming up and it is what it is. They're going to say, oh, hold on a minute. We've just spent lots of money. What's happening here? Problems, legal ramifications, right? Then the last option is you play out the rest of the season somehow. So maybe we get to June, the coronavirus dies down a little bit and they say, all right, cool, we're going to play it behind closed doors. I've heard that they're going to use neutral stadiums in the Midlands and they're just going to play it behind closed doors in the Midlands where the virus is not as bad and they'll televise all the games and whoever wins, wins, whoever doesn't, doesn't. Problem who with that said, is... Who said the virus is not as bad as the Midlands? What, what, is that, is that... Well, it's worse in London because London's the most multicultural area. People fly into London all the time. So apparently London's where the concentration of the virus is and it's, where it's um, better, in quotes, outside of London. Apparently, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, but that's, that's what I've, the word on the streets. Um, so yeah, if they do that and then you've got a situation where they're televising all the games and whoever wins, wins. The problem is when you do it, right? So if you, for example, do that in July... So you play the tournament in July. Whoever's contract ends, normally ends on the 1st of July. So whoever's contract's ending this year, you lose all those players. So what you're saying is you're expecting teams, first of all, to potentially play that tournament or play that those collection of games without those players whose contracts end in July. Second of all, if you've got players whose contracts um, expire in a year, sorry, like Aubameyang, for example, you've got Aubameyang. Aubameyang ends in a year. What do you do? So if Aubameyang stays and plays in that, you can't sell him because you'll miss the transfer window. Then you have to sell them in January, where you probably get 15 to 20 million, when in the summer you would have got 50 million. What is Arsenal? Arsenal's going to be vexed. Arsenal's not going to have that. They're going to say, well, we would have sold him. Right, for 50 million, you stopped us from doing that because we couldn't play games. What do you do now? So, yeah, there's ramifications yeah. either way. I think, right? I think you've, you've summarised that really well, to be fair. And, and um, whatever scenario they chose to do, there will be legal ramifications. There might be some legal ramification that can they can kind of compensate and also um, plan ahead for. So I think one thing, um, sort of the broadcast deals, for example, um, they will have some sort of agreement with Sky and BT that they'll show a certain amount of games. Um, they won't be able to fulfill this if we don't complete the season. Hence why they will probably have to back pay um, Sky and BT, if this is the case. Um, or what um, Liu has kind of, um, kind of touched on is, that they might be able to find a, a creative solution of televising all the games. Which they would usually... Leo and not Leroy. I'm just, I was about to say, but yeah. I didn't want to stop. Did, did, didn't I say Leo? No, no I mean, it's, Leo. Not, it's not Leroy on the pod, mate. It's Leo. I know I it's Leo. I thought I said it. I mean, I know they both look the same. Not that they're listening. Oh, my God. Definitely said Leo. I said Leo, didn't I? No, you said Leroy. You definitely said Leo. Oh, my bad. They're both... They're both eloquent. I, I give Ebo. it to them. <laughs> yeah, they both look like Memphis Depay. Oh, oh my wow. God. <laughs> that's too small. That's being, that's being displayed, yeah? Oh, shit. Oh. Listen, I, Leo's the one that behaves like a foot on Twitter. Wow. I, I know who Leo is, man. Okay, I, I, I know, Dad, I'm just making sure that you know who <laughs> Leo is. And the listeners know who Leo is. Wow. So, I mean, I just need to get this clear. But Sorry, go, go on, Dan. All right, cool. Lewis, enemies. Are I am. Um... Right, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you made me an enemy. How was that? Okay. Yeah, he, he's lining you up, man. He was. Lining yeah, he's lining you up. Um, but yeah, so they they'll try to look for creative solutions. So, um, potentially hand Sky and BT extra games. Um, if they if they can complete the season, televise all the games, it uh, would be kind of um a solution that suit all parties in in this kind kind of scenario. Um, but we talked about this in a group a little bit. There will be some, there will be some 
um, power pulling and um, utilization of leverage. So um, the Premier League are obviously interested in doing their their own kind of streaming service. So BT and Sky will will, will probably um, have quite strong stances and then um, demands from the Premier League, and they have a contract which they have to uphold. And then there will also be um, UEFA and FIFA. So they they set guidelines which the Premier League has to follow, which the FA has to follow. And um, if they're not in compliance with that, they cannot go above the governing body. It's just not possible. So I think one of the deadlines was something about the league has to be completed by the end of July. So <laughs> if they if the if the if the if the virus hits its peak in six to eight weeks, which some predictions are saying, then it's literally not possible for them to to complete the league yeah. um, by this time frame. It so be, because you've got the, you've I got think the I can only see it getting well, well to take into account. Like with that, if yeah. you're completing the league, you have to complete the Champions League as well. How are some teams teams are going to be playing like three games in a week? Aren't they? Yeah, it's just I, don't, I just don't see it um, um, being feasible. I, I really, will, I will, I'm really surprised what the solution for this was going to be because they're going to find something um, which won't suit all parties, um, and it's going to be hilarious. And there's also. I wonder if they're tomorrow they're saying there's going to be a big announcement. If they're just going to push back um, and try to stretch for as long as possible and buy themselves some time, or if they're actually coming with a full-on solution tomorrow, will be very interesting. Yeah, um, it's it's very much in the air. Like it, normally, you get kind of like a whisper about what's going to happen, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of concrete rumor. You know, it, it's all seemed to be kept under wraps, which suggests to me that. They don't have a clue what they're going to do either. Um, Ronald, what's your thoughts they, on... They are on the ropes. Yeah, they're yeah, on the ropes, man. definitely. Ronald, what's your thoughts on um, uh, how the Premier League should tackle this issue? To be honest, um, like Dan said, uh, we've, when if it's predicted that we're going to see the worst of this in six to eight weeks. So, to be honest, the season should be just voided, in my personal opinion. And we should give um, all, like, uh, leagues below just... Um, promote the two um, two top teams, and then have just like uh, like uh, twenty three teams, twenty two teams in the league, and then just re- relegate five may of them. I the ask, same way Leo said. May I ask why? <clears throat> um, if I think about it in the long run, like okay, so let's say we the uh, virus is over by July, but we can't end the season. Um, I definitely feel that if we add more games to each um, each league, that will kind of maybe compensate for the lack of games that were done this season, I'm sure that's a bit of a creative solution for the Premier League to look into as well. Um, I do believe wait, wait, that we'll... Explain, sorry, sorry, Ronald, explain that to me again. I feel like if you add, if you, if we added um, the two to- um, teams from the Championship into the Premier League for next season, yeah, and then we just leave the season as is, as in the 20 teams that were in the league this season, they were in the league this season, that's yeah. it. And then we just carry on for that. Um, we void this league and then go on to the next season. Yeah. Like that, I feel... That might be a bit better because we're going to have a lot more games to um, to actually watch and and go forward. So with, next really. season we have twenty two teams. Yeah, but why though? That's what I, I'm. Why why do we need to promote them? I don't understand that. I would say because, yeah, to be honest, um, champions. I, I only feel it's because promotion um, into the Premier League is one of the one of the best, one of the most coveted things in football. It is, but like it's so tight in the championship. No, you're, you're like if I googled the championship table now, I'm pretty sure it's like we're talking about a matter of points. Yeah, we've got 
Leeds, alright, so, alright, cool. So you got Leeds and West Brom, who are the top two by quite a distance, I guess. But Fulham are six points behind with nine games to go. Like, that's, that doesn't, that seems quite harsh to me. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, but the same, the, the same principle that applies to Liverpool not being able to get the league title applies to the teams being promoted. You have not actually won it. Um, and we have not completed the season. So if something gets voided, you cannot have a, a benefit. You can't benefit yeah. from something that, that you haven't achieved yet. So um, if I think that Liverpool should not get the title and it should be voided, then I can't also say, oh, I think they should be promoted. Did, um, I, I wonder what they do, but I just think that, that can't work. Did anyone, listen to, um, be... did anyone listen to the Cop and Fracas yesterday? No, I don't listen to them podcasts there, bro. I can't lie to you. It's part of my bloody. I really don't listen to it. I don't even listen to it. I just wanted to hear what Liverpool fans got to say because I saw that. Um, I saw that clip. I, I'm probably. I'm sure you guys have probably seen it as well. It was uh, Dharma Chef. Um, what's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Cave. Cover. Uh, Cover. Whatever his name is. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and they were kind of like mocking his approach to it, which was essentially what we were saying. And the media seems to, I guess, I guess that's only one section of the media. But we know Liverpool are, um, you know, the media darlings when it comes to these kind of things. And it, 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 it does, it does, um, you know, it does make me you wonder know is, yeah? whether there's going to be a lot there, of media pressure to give Liverpool the title. There, there is a lot of media pressure, but the, the media is not sitting in the boardroom making the decisions. And the media are not going to have to deal with the repercussions of um, lawsuits, um, different conversations with stakeholders. This is what the Premier League is facing. This is what the SMT management of the Premier League is facing. They will make the decision that is best for their interests. They're not. They won't care too tough about Liverpool. They won't care too tough about Aston Villa. They will care what is best in their financial interests, and um, that is protecting um, the assets. And um, ultimately, they will try to complete it. If there is no, if there is no completion. They can only they can it can only be voided in my opinion. That those are the two options. So I don't think does that... a creative solution in between would would create so much ambiguity that I'm yeah. thinking I, I, I where, can't where, see that. It'll be weird. Where does that leave Arsenal then? So we finished fifth in eighteen uh, nineteen, right? So and if Man City if Man City's ban is upheld, which I guess is another thing that could maybe be reviewed under appeal or whatever, I don't know, but. Um, that would mean that we make Champions League next year, right? Yep. Question well. like... Question. Too fair is fucking shameless, man. Who cares? Yes, true, true. Quick question, though. Yeah, everything's voided and everything is going off last season's results and Liverpool are still Champions League winners. Do we still... Would that mean an extra place for England or is just five still? Um, was there an extra place this mm. year? I, I don't know if that... That, that even makes a difference. Because Liverpool finished in the top four, didn't they? Yeah, they finished in the top four last year. They were second. They had a great season last year. But I've, I really forgot about that season. It's worth mentioning yeah. that the, the, the Premier League are going to want to complete this. They're going to move hell and high yes. water yes. to try to complete yes, yes. it. Well, because... listen, mate, if lockdown comes on Friday, well, we ain't, it, we but ain't that's different. completed. So, that's that's a different question, right? Well, so, well I, not I, being I, funny, Leo. I, I heard it on WhatsApp and Facebook. So it must be it must be true. <laughs> it must okay, be true. it must be true. If you don't want to believe it, that's your problem, right, mate? But I'm telling you now. No, that is it. Yeah. Okay. But no, nah, that's a that's a, that's a, 
<laughs> That's a different question because if the government cancels football, so if they say, all right, you cannot play football until this thing blows over, who gets sued? Right, so where where does, mm, liability, where does the liability lie? Right, so maybe yeah, this, they want the government the to cancel question. it. Right, so maybe they're going to say, cool, we're playing in, in July and they're just hoping that if it gets cancelled, the government's the one that says it's cancelled because then exactly. that might that might shift some liability. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not a lawyer. couldn't tell you. But it seems to me like they want the government to cancel it if it's going to get cancelled. If it's going to get voided, yeah. it's not coming from them. The government voided it. Boy, you man, fight with the government, innit? It is what it is. They said that we shouldn't play, so that's it. Move on. Next season. Yeah, we, we, all, we do... We... We do hypotheticals in it, but definitely, I definitely agree with this. I think they they're gonna delay, delay for as long as possible. And if there's like, um, um, even with the FIFA or the UEFA say something, uh, maybe yeah. they have some sort of some sort of um, some sort of um, leverage here, and they can make a decision on behalf of leagues that they then say, okay, this is it, boys and girls, this is it. <laughs> we, yeah. it's, it's not with us. They're they're gonna kind of have to wait for that. because yeah, also yeah. Yeah, the, the TV money, right? So, obviously, the, the Sky and BT have bid huge amounts of money and paid that already for a certain set of games, right? Or 38 games or however many games they can show. If you don't fulfill that contractual obligation, you're in trouble if you're the FA. So, again, they are desperately going to want to play this so that they can show these games. But if the government cancels it, I don't know where the liability for the TV money lies because that's the, that's where you're going to get sued. Like, keep, the TV money is massive. I keep hearing this phrase, bre- le majeur. Force majeur. Force majeur, is it? What's that? Yeah. Uh, Dan, do you That's, know what um, it is? Yeah, so basically, if you have a sponsorship agreement, you um, force majeur is a clause, um, which is basically, um, it's, it's basically in all sponsorship contracts. And uh, it lets you... Um, it doesn't let you do anything, but if there's something unforeseeable, is that an uncircumstance that you couldn't predict or don't have any, don't have any, uh, any power or decision making over, that can kind of let you break the contract. It prevents you from fulfilling your contract, but it's not your fault. So that is kind of something that it could be. I think could be something that that, that, that NBA. Oh, is it? I think. Can you, can you I, explain? I, I I was just reading an article. Was it in the Athletic or? I can't remember where it was, but it was something to do with the sponsorship agreements. It might not be true, but <coughs> they were talking about this force majeure thing, and like um, because the, the NBA is in, is in a, a huge mess as well. Like they could uh, enact this kind of force majeure that like enables like breakout clauses in because you know I, I think in the NBA like these some of these players aren't going to get paid. Like they don't they're not going to get paid because they haven't been playing or something because. Because they're missing games, like apparently the NBA can take a percentage. I, I'm not too sure it, how true this is, but this is what I read in the article. And um, apparently there's like this force majeure clause that can get the players out of it. Yeah. Mental. Yeah, I, yeah, I had no it, idea about that. But yeah, there's so many... A... These, are, these are probably things that are so deep-rooted in contracts that you would never... Yes. You, you know, you're probably not even you know, thinking of them. They're they're just act of God kind of clauses that you never expect to use. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, 
No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. So, like, um, I, I, I don't... I definitely haven't seen any of Premier League um, sponsor, sponsor agreements or partner contracts, but I know what uh, a general sponsorship agreement would look like. And they would have that clause, but that clause could be differently, um, differently kind of, you would just say, structured, depending on who this partner is, what the, what the role is within um, the, the partnership portfolio, if it's a major one, if a principal partner, if it's a broadcasting partner. So it can vary. Um, also, in regards to with the football teams, there could be some sort of contracts there that prevent the Premier League um, in, 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 or to help the Premier League in an instance like this. To be quite honest, I would be surprised if not because they will have the best lawyers and um, drafting up the contracts. I believe they probably have quite a systematic system and um, they could go into any account or put, um, like um, or um, into any account or contract and have a good overview of the exact summaries. So... I, I really wonder what's going to happen. Uh, Force majeure is probably a, 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 a feasible option for them um, that they can use on or utilise. On the main pod, um, I think Anton touched on this. He said, he said, um, if Arsenal were awarded Champions League, he he wouldn't be happy to accept it. I think he's crazy personally because um, the Champions League would mean such a huge deal for us. Yeah, we'll probably get battered in it, but financially. Uh, it's quite a big deal to us because, you know, at the moment, as things stand, we, we're not even getting into the Europa League. So um, it could be the difference between us, you know, potentially going for a, a Thomas Partey or, you know, having to settle for... Um, uh, I'm what's, the, what's the Feyenoord kid? Okan Kochku. You know, that's, that's quite a huge <laughs> difference for us, you know. So what's your thoughts on it? Um, do, do you guys understand where Antoine's coming from? Uh, Ronald, let's go with yeah. you. Definitely, to be honest, we've been we've been rubbish for for a long time now. So, like, I can understand where Anton's coming from in that aspect. But um, now, to, to echo what you were saying, definitely, Champions League is definitely something we should be aspiring for. It's something that we should we actually need to actually, you know, compete with the top teams. So, definitely, something that if the if the season is voided, I'd be I'd be over the moon if we got Champions League, regardless of where whatever seat we come. Well, you know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah, from a moral standpoint, yes, I agree with Anton. We've been trash. We don't deserve Champions League. If we some act of God virus means that Liverpool don't win the title and suddenly we're in the Champions League, it's a miracle. <laughs> it, 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 it is. What it, I mean, God's a month of God virus. <laughs> all of those prayers we are praying, it won't do. But, uh, <laughs> you know what? World War Three couldn't stop them. Like coronavirus. The whole world has been conspiring against uh, Liverpool. Against Liverpool. Incredible. But at the same time, I think you're, you're a bit nuts to say, listen, nah, we don't deserve this. We're not taking it. If at work, your colleague does all the work and you're on 50k a year and your boss comes to you and says, you know what? We're going to pay you 300k for the work that you did and you accept and it's really your colleague did it. Are you going to be like, no, nah, I didn't do that. My colleague did it. No, you're going to no. take the 300k and do what you need to do. Go to Libertine and pop bottles. Right? So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm, me personally as an Arsenal fan, if they say we're, we're in the Champions League, I'm taking it shamelessly and I'm buying Thomas Partey. It is what it is. That's me, boy. Uh, sorry, Anton, but it is what it is. Yeah, sorry, Anton. Fuck your ethics, mate. <laughs> Daniel, the same for you? 
<laughs> of course, man. <laughs> it's a no-brainer, man. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, man. I know you're it gives a man us a lifeline, you know, and ethics and stuff. But you also do think Damari Gray is better than Pepe, so you know. Uh, yeah, yeah I've been meaning to talk. Man. What is what is up with the like? I get Pepe's not had a good season. I like, I really, I really understand it. But why why has his stock dropped so fast amongst um like the the because, guys like? Because I think he isn't what we thought he'd be and and i'm speaking as myself because obviously leo is still Yo. quite a big fan of of pepe yeah no, I, I don't well that's okay <laughs> let me clarify this before you try to throw me to the i'm just saying that you're more of a fan of, of him than i am you know what i mean a fan, you know is he rihanna take time you know? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. but but now nah, lou I, man the way you've um yeah go on lou the way I am with Pepe, and I've reiterated this so many times, but these men refuse to hear me. I said, yeah, you're right. He's not had a great season. He's not been terrible. People are acting as if he's been absolutely woeful. He hasn't been absolutely woeful. He's just not been what we've expected him to be. The thing with Anton and the rest of the guys that don't like him is that they hate when Arsenal fans, and I don't like it either, when a new player comes in and Arsenal fans pretend he's the Messiah. This is the new Messi. He's going to save Arsenal. It is what it is. And then they praise all the small things he does and ignore all the bad things. I hate when that happens. You don't know because certain man in this group did that with Arteta and I had to get onto man. But that's another conversation. But, <laughs> but, but I hate when that happens. So whenever that happens, Anton goes, he goes completely rogue and starts doing mad comparisons like Damari Gray and all that nonsense. But really, Pepe has not been awful. I like Pepe. I like the talent he has. I feel like he's a very talented player. And I feel like he has, he has what it takes to do well. Is he doing well right now? No. But it's not like an El Nene. What El Nene, well he's not doing you, well. Leo? Sorry, what, what is well for you? Like, what, what, how when, would you define doing well? Well, for Pepe? Yeah. For Pepe, I, for, for a complete season, I'd like him to be in double figures, assists and goals. For me, that if he does that, he'd be doing pretty well statistics-wise. Uh, is, is that of, all comps? Is that? No, all comps. Mm, Premier League, I'd say. Mm. Premier League, I'd say. Um, but... On top of that, it's to do a lot with how he plays the game, right? So I understand that the Arsenal setup isn't ideal for him. He's very isolated. Often he's got two or three people to be and things like that, fine. But that doesn't stop him from being more direct than he is. There are times when he does occasionally get isolated against his marker and doesn't take him on the way I would like. But those kind of things are easy to change. Sterling used to do something similar where Guardiola got hold of him and said, big man, this is not what you need to do. Be direct, drive. And he started to drive and he became the, the Sterling that we all know. So I'm not saying that Pepe and Sterling are equal by any means, but I think there's a potential there that you could work with. And I, I'm not as quick as other Arsenal fans to say, look, that guy's dead, man. Allow it. Because I'm, I'm not that guy. Ronald, um, what's your... Oh, sorry, sorry, go on there. Finish. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just going to say that next season, if we go to get to this stage next season and he's still bumming it out, then I say, all right, cool. Fair enough. You remember right. It is what it is. But, yeah, I'm not going to give up on him just yet. Ronald, what, where where do you stand on Pepe? Are you, like, somewhere in the middle of the two extremes? A bit, Maybe a bit a bit more in the middle than Leo is and maybe a bit more in the middle than I am or, you know, someone else is? Um, to be honest with you, um, I'm still... I think but I'm going to place my um, judgment on him at the end of next season. No, no, we don't do fencing. Right, as, as of right now... No, 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 we need that right no, now, bro. no. no. Right, cool. As of right you've now, seen, you've seen thirty games of him. Okay, fair enough. That's true. As of right now, um, he isn't doing the business. Um, 
But I feel like there's a mad pressure in the Premier League for first for one season wonders. As in first season, like, hit-offs ever since Michu. So I feel like that, that's a mad, un, unexpected um, pressure that, cause, um, that he's got because we never even saw him before, like, what, last week, last year, June. Nobody even knew who he was. Like, I'm talking for myself personally. But um, if I had to say, like, based on everything that he's done this season, I'd, I'd say he's, he's, he's right. Like, if I say out of 10, probably, like, a 5.9. But... <laughs> Bro, that's bro, that's specific. Not enough for the six. Because yeah, because I remember that most of the goals are like set pieces. You gotta show you're working with that one, brother. Five point nine. Show you're working. Ten marks. But to be honest with you, I also have to put. Please, brother. Please, I need you to break. No, 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 no. Five point nine. I would give him a six. I feel like Arsenal as a team, we haven't been playing well. So I can't expect anybody else to um, uh, output anything that we're when we're not even doing well. Like when I look at the table, what we're we're in top ten. Like that's the, like, the last time that I saw that was I've never seen that. Like what I've never seen that before in my time as an Arsenal fan. So we're we're shit. We're 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 doing disgraceful. So I can't really expect. To be fair, you said my... your favorite player is Aaron Ramsey. So did you just start supporting Arsenal maybe four years ago or something? In it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ah, no damn. Like. I understand, like, he's not a fan favourite, but he's he did a lot for me, personally, anyway. So, like, obviously, I understand that all these... I don't, I always, he sent I, you to uni, innit? He paid off your tuition fees. <laughs> he really did, you know. He really did, like, he... <laughs> and I said, and I, said, home, I, said, I said it to my boys. When when Ramsey leaves, he's going to go to a better club than Arsenal. And that's all, I, that's all I'm going to say. Fair enough, man. Um, all right, cool. Let's um, let's move on to some listeners' questions then before we... Um, or is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No? I'll take the silences now. All right, cool. I'll try and get through all of them um, and we can have a more in-depth because normally we kind of like try and rush through them all. Um, so, Johan Yo asks, uh, would Wenger have our current squad higher in the Premier League table? I always hate this question because there's a reason we sacked Arzavenga. And <laughs> the reason and we the sacked Arzenga no. was because he was underperforming as a manager. Um, he is one of the main reasons why we are as bad as we are today. And um, he lost the dressing room in which quite a few of these players played in. So, um, no, is the answer. I don't think he would have. I think maybe he would have us, you know, in and around the same kind of place. But... Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think he would have us higher. What about you guys? Look, first thing, you wouldn't have the team that you have right now because Arsene Wenger was on, was had his hand in every transfer, and he was say he was bringing in all kinds of El Nenis and Magnus like that. So no, that you definitely wouldn't have this team you have right now. That's the first thing. Second of all, no chance. I I think we'd be worse off if you had Arsene Wenger because he, as you said, he was declining heavily in his last season, and I, I feel like that decline would definitely have continued. I mean, it didn't get much better with Emery, but with Arteta, he seems to have steadied the ship in the last 10 or so. Well, I don't know how many games he's been in charge, but I think it's about 10. Is it 10? Something like that. 10 or so games. Is it, is it more than 13, 10? I think. Okay, yeah. Well, so in the 12-13 games, yeah, so in 12-13 games, he's been around. He's kind of steadied the ship, got the defence looking looking more solid. I don't feel like Arsene Wenger, for example, would have solidified the defence at all. Um, so, yeah. No, nah, I, I don't see us doing better with um, Arsene Wenger around. I'm a bit different. Um, I'm looking at it like 
is he asking if Arsenal would have stayed or if Arsenal would be like a new manager this season with this squad? Because there's a lot of caveats to this question. I think you have to. I think you have to take it in the most realistic sense of the so, question. So, okay, I'll, t- I'll take it then. If Arsenal would have stayed on, um, yeah, Grulu probably wouldn't have had some of the players we have now. Definitely, probably wouldn't have signed Pepe for seventy-two mil. Would have got one or two wingers for um, cheaper money. Probably would have been good. From the um, but now. Trust me. Realistically, what I will say though is, if we have, if we would have winger now, and I know this is hypothetical, we would have a, we would still have this distinct style of football that would allow us to win a lot of home games, which we have struggled to in the first three, four months of the season. So maybe would we would actually be in a better position just because. We would have that. We would still be terrible away from home. We'd still be um, terrible defensively, defensively for a lot of the games. But I think we would have probably had a good point boost from being got quite strong at home, which um, Wenger always was. And um, if you if you take us to now um, into context and looking at the other teams, how they have performed, Chelsea um, have gone through bad spells. Spurs have gone through numerous bad spells. Um, only Liverpool is really um, have already are the only thing that really have been flying. Leicester have even dropped off now a bit. So, um, United have gone for bad spells. I think if if Wenger would have been here, we would have been much closer to top four, probably in around top four. Um, not 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 something that is um, a big, big credit to him. It's more criticism of um, Emery and how terrible he managed the first four months. Um, I just think Wenger probably would have done better. Not probably, he would have done better. So, that's mainly it. But I, <laughs> I think we need to leave the Wenger questions in the past. Um, and just, yeah, that's it. Fair enough. Um, what about you, Ronald? Um, I agree with uh, Dan, really. I feel um, Emery really didn't do us a favour at the beginning of the season. But I feel like Wenger would have set us up in a way that we don't lose at home and we beat the small teams. And I just feel like, at the moment, um, Emery has taken us a step down to a team that has to work hard to beat clubs at home now which never used to be the case under Wenger until like the last, his last season. So, yeah, I definitely feel like Wenger would have uh, given us a solid, a solid foundation at home. We'd definitely be, still be rubbish away, but, yeah, at home we'd be right. You know, you know what? I, I feel like you guys are not taking into consideration how much better the teams you should beat are. So, I know, I know we're obviously the top, I say the top four below Liverpool and Manchester City have obviously declined. But you're looking at teams like Sheffield United, Wolves, Everton. Those teams are much, much better than they used to be when, when um, Arsene Wenger was local. So all these games that you like say, yeah, yeah, we'll pace these men at home. It's calm. Mm-mm. I don't think that's the case. I don't think we'll be pacing those, those men at all <laughs> in any sense of the word. Because, as I said, they are much, much better. And they're not now that Arsenal's not the kind of team to be feared. When Arsene Wenger was local, the, uh, their man used to fear Arsenal. So they'd come to Arsenal, they'd sit in two deep blocks and say, boy, we, we take what we can get from this smash and grab team. Now these men are saying, what are you man on? We've come and we're peppering you lot. And boy, I don't think Arsene Wenger's, his teams were very well equipped to deal with that at all. No, you, I... know, in this, you, you, you know, in this last season, we were, I think we had the best, uh, best home form. We still had the best home form in this last season. Oh, yeah. just... No, Man City had the best home form. But then Emery, maybe after City. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we were joined, we were joined with Man United long. in second place. But in under Emery, we, we only won one less home game. 
in the 18-19 season. You know, we got 47 points we, from our... We got 47 points from our 19 home games under Wenger. Mm-hmm. And in 18-19, we got 45 points from our 19 home games. So it wasn't... How did we win the... How, we, how did we win these games, though? Because they were all scrappy. Yeah, I mean, we did score a lot more goals at home under Wenger, I have to admit. We scored uh, 54, um, conceded 20 in the 19 games under Wenger. And, and, uh, 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 Emery, we scored 42 and conceded 16. So... Mm. We we were yeah, but I I don't know I I just I just we, we would still be rubbish to be fair yeah no we would be we keeping would be. Yeah. I think that's pretty either, either way you'd be dead between prepping ingredients setting the table and planning your tomorrow sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner Delta Faucet is here to help just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Um, Elvis, with three S's, underscore C, asks, um, what do you guys think of Coutinho at Arsenal? So that's quite an interesting one, because obviously we, we see that Barcelona are touted with Aubameyang, and they seem to be the only team that really is in the market for Aubameyang, which... You know, depending on which way you look at it, may or may not be a good thing for Arsenal to to detract to detract a, a big fee um, for him. Could Coutinho possibly be an option in a swap? Would you guys be open to taking Coutinho? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I like Coutinho as a player. I, I like players like that because he can win a game for you. Like you give him the ball and when it's one-one, eighty-fifth minute. He can slap one from outside the box, so fair play. But at the same time, he's been very inconsistent at Barca. He is the kind of player that sometimes you can't rely on in those type of games. Um, so mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's one I think about, but I'm not 100% sold. I'm not sure. I, I think th- the way I'm looking at it is he's miles better than what we have. That's true. Yes. And, yeah. I mean, and he would... He's not a lazy boy, so he, he gets around the pitch. You know, he, he'll work. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, why I are you talking about hard work? Because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Arteta. Proper Brexit. He's got, he works fucking out. Me, I hate fam. Listen, I'm thinking. Bloody passion works with me. I'm thinking more of Arteta. I'm thinking more about what Arteta would ask for him because obviously Özil was not it. We all know Özil was not it. So. Would Coutinho do Ozil's role significantly better than Ozil would? Of course, of course he would, and he would. Um, it, we're going to lose a Bamyang, so I'm automatically thinking we're going to be hit big time from a goal scoring perspective. No matter who we get in, uh, I very much doubt we're going to be able to replace Bamyang to the level uh, uh, of what Bamyang's output is currently doing. So we need to fill that void somehow. And Coutinho would be a, a, a goal-scoring option. Um, I think you could probably rely on Coutinho to score at least ten goals in the league a season. Um, I, I've I've just said that off the top of my head, not knowing at like at all what his goal-scoring record was at Liverpool, but I seem to remember it being pretty decent. Um, I'm just going to quickly it. Google now and trying to save my my bacon. Um, oh, I'm going I'm to have to do the Googles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, wow, I mean, he scored 10 goals in the league season once, so that's not looking great, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say, I would say he'd score between 5 and 10. Like, he'd, he'd score between 5 and 10 goals, yeah. depending on the I set, mean, set, set did, did he always play as a 10, though? 
um, at Liverpool. I think, to be honest, occasionally he played a bit deeper. Occasionally, I think. Mm. Did he play yeah. from wide quite a bit? Yeah, I, he did. I think so. He I played from wide quite a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I so mean, what? that would be that would be how I would um, envisage him fitting in. I would envisage him scoring more goals than Özil and just being a bit more of an Arteta-type player and plus giving us that that X factor that we need, you know, that um, that match-winning ability, like you said, Leo. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it depends what the options are, isn't it? So if you're saying that one club is offering you 50 million for a Bamiyang and Barcelona is offering you Coutinho, which one do you take? Then I'm taking 50 million, in my opinion. I don't think it would be 50 million. We'd have to pay for Coutinho. Yeah, well, let's just say theoretically, they say, all right, we'll give you Coutinho for a Bamiyang, or, or Real Madrid will give you 50 million for a Bamiyang. Right, which one do you take? Then I don't think I'm taking Coutinho. But if there are no other options on the table, a Bamiyang wants to leave, and Barcelona say, all right, cool, Coutinho, you give us 10 million and a Bamiyang, and we'll give you Coutinho, then I'll say, all right, cool, you know what? Fuck it. I'm with Leo. I'm with Leo. Yeah. I'm the same. That's, I that's think... where I think the, 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 you know, the difference is like. Ultimately, I'd, I'd rather we just sell Aubameyang unless we can do a swap that involves Griezmann, like, which, which, which is possible because they want to shift him, but we probably have to pay more. I'd be very yeah. keen on having Griezmann, but um, other than that, I'm not really interested in any Barcelona players that we could or they would be interested in swapping. Even Titi, we know his knee is a bit crooked. Uh, actually, Tadibo, I'd be very interested in. So the only two players I would that I could see Barcelona shifting potentially and I would be interested in a Griezmann and Tadebo in, in, in some sort of deal with a Bamiyang. If not, just give us the money and we can we can acquire players and recruit players um, based on the profiles that we have identified that the squad needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so you, you're both having Coutinho, but he wouldn't necessarily be your first choice. Is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah. Right, cool. Ronald, what about yourself? Um... Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat. Um, I think that um, he'd fit in on the left side of um, Arteta's system quite well, considering what Aubameyang's been doing there. And I mean that just in the fact that he's kind of fitting in the half spaces. So I definitely feel Coutinho's great in the half on the, in the half spaces. So I feel like he'd be a lot better and a lot more creative than what um, Ozil has definitely been for us. So yeah, like like the rest of them, if it's only it's only a situation if we had to. So, but I prefer 50 million. To be honest, I wouldn't. I'd actually. Keep the goals. I think the goals mean a lot more, and live, um, let Aubameyang go on a free next season. Personally, oof, but, oof. Yeah, oof. See, I, I, I don't actually mind Ronald's idea. See, see that, from, uh, see that. We can't oof. do. We can't do that. We, can, we cannot do that. We cannot do that. Right, if, if I'm saying first, you don't find thirty goals like that. It doesn't anyway. matter. No, see, this is where, yeah. as, as I said, I said on a different pod. This is where Arsenal fans fuck up all the time. Right? Arsenal fans don't fuck let... up. Arsenal fuck up. Yeah, but then because they listen to you, and fuckers, our, right? Fans, what, you really think? You, think, you really think that they're, they're, they're listening to Tachigunas? Yeah, no, I, I don't no, mind no, no, the idea. Our fans want this shit to happen, though. Uh, no, sell it, man. Our fans, no, a lot of times, they plead for this, though. Like it was the same with Ramsey, it was the same with Uzo, it was the same with Alexis on like in recent memory. And people are like, oh, just oh, don't want to sell him. Don't oh, fucking sell no, these guys, man. I would have sold. Him, man. I would have sold Özil, Alexis, and uh, you know, I, I, hundred percent agree with you. I'm just, and I, and we've been through this before with Alexis. I thought Alexis was finished. Abamyang, we've still got a player that is at the peak of his powers, and we are struggling, struggling. 
Like, Ooh, and I get it. You sell him. I get it. 40 million, 50 million. I get it. Take the money, maybe. But I just feel like the job to replace him is so much bigger than that. Than, than that money but you know what we've had this debate before I'm not going to have it again yes, I, true, don't, true. I don't necessarily disagree with you guys but I wouldn't be adverse I wouldn't be calling the club stupid for, for holding on to him I, 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 just, I, I personally wouldn't because I still feel so, like Aubameyang I, could score 30 goals next season and be a huge contributor for us and it's going to be worth any Lou, money that we get for him worth any money that Lou, we get for him Lou, I know what it is with you man you're doing all these bets and Aubameyang is making winners <laughs> <laughs> He is, no, he he is really really oh, do you know what? Yeah, that's interesting. So if the season gets voided now, yeah, hmm, oh, does me owe me money? <laughs> oh, me money. Hmm, we're gonna have to look into T's and C's for uh, yeah, T's and C's for <laughs> the Corona clause. Because... The force majeure. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I've only just thought about that now, actually. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Oh, 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 hmm. oh, oh, oh. Uh, look in the contract and. Uh, See what I can dig out. Um, I've got one from Lucky Number One. No, Lucky Number None. He asks, um, if you could void any Arsenal season from the past, what would it be? There's quite a a few non... Like, there's quite a few seasons that are just like... I kind of grouped them all the same. They were all the same kind of, you know, last day we're trying to make top four and stuff like that, you know? But... um, for me, you can pick any of the last three, avoid any of them. Yeah. Yeah, the last three have been the worst. Yeah, I'm with you. Avoid any of them. Yeah. I avoid the one with, with Emery, where we missed yeah. out on top four and got slapped in Europe as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avoid that still. Yeah, that was There were a few in the 90s where we were just really, really bad. I don't care about that, man. We got better after that. There was good times after that. This one is just perpetual terribleness. There was that one season where we came fourth, that 8 2 season. Oh my god, that season was painful. Where, where we we came fourth, man. We're champs, man. That's mm. not that's Sorry. not bad. I mean, we lost 8 2, but we were. You mean void that season so the result don't count? Essentially, yeah. It's, that a, was it's a race from the history books, yeah. Nah, just keep it with it every season, man. <laughs> All right. Um, Ray underscore Ray X Chell. She asks, um, this might be a bit of a long one. Um, just looking at the time. Uh, but a combined 11 using one player from each of the 09 to 2020 seasons or a five-a-side team using one player from each of the f- past five seasons. So I'm thinking maybe the second one is like a little bit easier to do. Um, a five-a-side team using one player from each of the past five seasons. Mm. Okay, from, from so, this season we have to take Aubameyang, so that's that's one, isn't it? Okay, so, so Aubameyang from this season. Five-a-side. Yeah, man, just, he's, just, he's just a shooter. He's just going to be scoring. Uh, when it comes off the wall, he's just going to be smacking in the rebound. Like, that's, that's what we need. Um, what about a Wobi? Five well, aside, yeah, five aside football. What, 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 how many seasons back? A Wobi, yeah, of all players. Yeah, yeah, but who, who, who else are we gonna get? Who else are we gonna get? Five, five years. We only. And Cazola's still players, about, you know, five yeah, years ago. Yeah, Cazola's. That's that's a. Yeah, but he'd be blowing. Up, he'd be blowing after ten minutes, though, wouldn't he? Nah, man, we'll pick Fit Cazola, man. Fit Cazola. Fit Cazola. The one that uh, uh, that run rings around Man City. All right, cool. Yeah, that one. Yeah, mm. all right. Um, 
Who else? Kashoni? Kashoni, of course, yeah. Yeah, it has to be Kashoni in the last five years. That's the only one, only good one. Not, not, uh, not, not Tommy V? Nah, man. Nah, over, over Kashoni. Just because Tommy V, you know he can bang it from long range. Mm. But, let the mm. let the banging uh, let Aubameyang do the banging, bro. Yeah, I don't want to see the Marlin on the ropes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, Kishon, I'm not. Adver- you know, Kishon is my favourite ever defender in an Arsenal shirt, so I'm not adverse to having him. Um, oh, okay. Who else? Who else we got? Goalkeeper. Who big goalkeeper? Leno. Leno. You put Leno, Leno in it. Leno five aside, yeah. Mm. One of the best goalkeepers yeah. we've had. Mm-hmm. Better than Czech. Better than Chesney. Czech! Oh my god! No, but Czech was no, a no, 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 no. See, this is a myth. That is a myth. Czech in his first year, Czech two was seasons. Ass. No, Czech was not. No, nah, his first season, for I remember. Czech was, remember. Brit- Czech was, was great bad. for us. First two seasons. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, I, I hate that great. guy. Great. But in, our, in his first season, I remember he was being lauded but as listen, saving Arsenal. You can't like, oh, have a go 15 at, points, 20 points by himself. You can't have a go at Czech and then, and then with the same mouth be bigging up Leno. Do you know how many points Leno has cost us with his... That, yeah, when I was saying that in the group, you man were talking, Point. Leno has cost Arsenal... Yeah, no, get Czech out of here, man. Get Czech out of here, man. No, I'm fair. I bet you any money Leno has made more mistakes than Czech. First of all, the way that, they do them... that we've been getting pammed more. So Leno, I, and I love Leno, don't get me wrong, I love Leno, but we've been getting pammed hey, more. Don't sound like that right now. Shine more. At all, bro. <laughs> allowing him to shine more. But Czech was really good. Czech, I, I, I don't care about saying Czech, Czech was really good for us first. Please, please. Nah, then he declined. Big time. I've got to check the stats. I've got to check the stats. I can't. I can't read my memories. A bit cloudy. Hey, don't no, don't bring up that mistake. Leave, I remember arguing. Don't up the mistake leading to goal stat because that stat is bogus no, anyway. No, so we've stat. talked about this before. No, but it's bogus for everyone. That's how stats work, man. It's normalized. <laughs> ah, man, <laughs> it's not goal stats. It's just general performance. Check was proper solid for us first two seasons, man. Oh my. I, I don't remember none of that <laughs> shit. What the hell? Blood vessels. Blood was that the, was that the season that we didn't sign anybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We fell off because that. Oh no 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 no. Check. No, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to do anything with Check, man. Nah, man. I, I hated his guts, man. All right. What? I don't think. Dad, I don't think yeah, Dad, this is just because you're and German, bro. This is just because you're German, man. What? Because what? Leno's coming. Nah, it? nah. It's because it's you. This is this is blatant racism. Uh, <laughs> 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 this wow. read is new, Jesus. No, no, no. I like Chesney as well. So yeah, Chesney's my boy. So even yeah, more, even boy. more, even more reason for me not to like Czech. But Czech came in and did a job when Chesney left. Even though we should never have sold Chesney. By the way, we should never have sold him. Czech, yeah. You know, Czech had a good. From what I remember, to be to be now objective, from what I remember, they had a good start, and people were gassing it. So there was this John Terry quote about. Oh, he's going to win Arsenal 15 points. Came. That was before he came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe that was before he came. But he had a good start and people were running with this quote. Yeah. And a backfired in the years. second half of this. No, no, a, a backfired in the second half of the season we'll ask, we'll ask when he was it. making a lot of mistakes and was costing us. We'll then to he stopped. Tomorrow. Sorry? We'll ask to chat tomorrow. Because I think, I just think your racism is just shining through here. I really do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not having it. Get off, come to deal with me then, man. Not having it. All right, um, let's move on. Um, okay, so one from SVN Dombele, who's shown, come obviously. Come on. Yeah, man. All right, only he would ask a question as a paragraph. All right, I'm trying to take the snippets out. Right, 
Even prior to his injury, Torreira was dropped for a couple games for Ceballos to see if we could get more from an attacking standpoint. Talk about a loaded question. Do you think his position is under threat? This isn't the first time this has happened. I think we may look at another six in the summer. Yeah, I, I think Torreira is under threat. I think he's the. I think he is the out of um, Ceballos, Ganduzi, Xhaka, and who have I missed? And Torreira, sorry, yes. Torreira. Those yeah. four, I would say he is along with Ganduzi, the two of the most likely players to leave in the summer. Actually. Yeah, and um, that is oops. I've been very surprised that is uh, is underutilization of him, especially considering how well Torreira has played. So when a, a, when a player is playing well and a manager still isn't picking him, you know there is something wrong there. You know there is something intrinsically wrong that Arteta is just not having him. You know because yes, Xhaka has played well, but you know he's still being picked so that says something to you about Arteta's selection you know and we can we can take it the opposite with with Torreira he's 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 played well but Arteta's still not picking him so it says it says a lot in honestly I don't think um Torreira's Arteta's kind of player personally um coming from uh, Man City and under Pep's um, tutelage I don't think Pep or Arteta would use any sort of destroyers. And that's what I, prim- I see Torreira as primarily as. So that's why I think he's trying to kind of open the floodgates for the use of Bios or Guendouzi to take that position there. And that's only because, not because he's not a good player, just because of the type of player he is, not um, because of that. I, I think looking at Torreira as purely a destroyer is really simplifying what he can do. He's got he's got lots of yeah, skills. His, his, his skill set is very varied. He's a great passer of the ball, very mm-hmm. good in possession. You know, so I, I feel like I do um, understand the sentiment of people saying, you know, I don't feel like he's Arteta's type of player, and to some degree, I can agree with that. But at the same time, I feel like that's where, uh, as a coach, you've got to encourage Torreira to be more more brave in possession because he has the ability to, to spread that ball, to fire passes in between the lines. He just doesn't do it because it's not something he's used to doing. And he's a young player. He's what, 21, 22? That, that kind of bravery or just saying, don't worry if you lose it, punch it into, the, into feet, that can be coached into a player. So I don't feel like we should necessarily write him up or to destroy Arteta. is not going to like him. I feel like it's a, if he doesn't like him... Did you just say Torreira's 21, 22? Yeah, he's, I think he's he is. 24, bro. He's 24? Yeah. I oh, think, sorry. I think it's purely a athletic... Uh, I think it's for purely athletic reasons. I, I feel like Xhaka's in the side for his strength, his robustness, his um, his height. Um, and Torreira, you definitely... No matter how you spin it, there are certain things in football that um, no matter how good you are, uh, and no matter how well you tackle, no matter how good your positioning is, there are physical aspects of football that you either have or you don't have. And Torreira, unfortunately for him, is a midget. And um, that goes against him in a, in a lot of things, I think. And a lot, and a lot do, of do, Arsenal fans don't like that about Torreira, is the fact that he's you know, too small. Do you know what we need to do then? We need to replace Jacker with someone that is not a midget and has got the same robustness um, and other skill sets um, or other facets to him 
that that Jaka already has. I don't yeah. see the point in accommodating Jaka, and then let yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So when I believe Torreira is a far far superior player overall, so I think we need to what we need to do is look at um, players that we can replace to um, to to kind of get rid of Jaka. Obviously, Partey is a very very easy one to pick right now. There, there's other players out there in the market. I think we, we talked about Papagay, um, 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 who looks quite, quite a good player. Um, he's also got um, physical capabilities and he's got the height, he's got the ball playing skills. So there's there's options out there. I mean, um, they have a wide network. They, have, they probably have 20 names on that list. So I don't see why we can't do this. Um, what I really feel that we've lacked since Torreira has been out of the site is our ability to win the ball back quickly. So we are a team that at the moment lacks technicians, lacks some sort of creativity. It's really just relying on Ozil, um, who is not playing at his best, and to some degree relying on Pepe creating chances. Um, and they don't have a good relationship on the pitch right now. Pepe also doesn't get the ball as much as he wants. So there's a few issues creatively in the team. But what the team did do um, um, in the first couple of games on Atleta Rodeo is play with intensity to win the ball back quickly. And um, I always, well, people always use it, but Klopp has literally this quote of saying, Gegenpress is the best playmaker. I don't necessarily agree, but it is a way of creating chances. So when you then lose the ball, and Torreira is, over short spaces, he's unbelievable, winning the ball back quickly. Like, he's literally unbelievable. There's not many players in the world that are as good as him over short spaces, winning the ball back quickly and um, and, um, and around the pitch. So he does this, and we then, we then go back um, to attack again creating better opportunities for us. His ability to win the ball back quickly is a subsequent and beneficial factor in us creating chances. So not having him there, now it takes longer to create chances. Yeah, And it, is, it has to be more structured. It has to be perfect. Whereas before, it could be a bit chaos, but he, he is very comfortable in chaos and he's very good at anticipating situations. Taking him out, we, we've lost that and we've created less and we are not as intense. I mean, we have to replace Jaka, keep Torreira, find a playmaker that plays with him. Yeah. Fair. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree. agree. The, 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 the Thomas Partey stuff, um, I think we need Champions League. So, you know, we, we need to void the league so we can have a Partey. Yay, <laughs> hey, did you get it? Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <top crowd. laughs> yeah, man. Some, some Cassidy boss. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Tiberi would be working in a three. Oh, <laughs> he's in focus, you know. Big man, there's no babes on the podcast. Relax. <laughs> Wait, is that Cassidy? Is that a Cassidy song? Yeah, Cassidy and he, he should not be mean. Oh. Yeah, I like that song. I like that song. Lou was harmonising, you know. Mm. Hey. Good song. Hey, <laughs> but no, I feel, I feel like Terreira could work in a three. Terreira, Partey, and then someone that's very creative. I feel like that could work. Partey is, would be kind of like a box-to-box. Terreira would be your... Destroy art in quotes, mm-hmm. and you have a creative type. I do like that. I do like that. Um, all right, let's do two more quick questions before we wrap things up because I anticipated this being a small, like, short pod, but it's been over an hour. Um, okay, so I've got one here from Mike underscore Adama. What do you think about Santi coming back? I mean, uh, Santi probably should to do, be our to do what? <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's to do with coaching. I think it's Santi retiring or something like that. And apparently he's good friends with Mikel and um, apparently he might be coming back in some sort of coaching capacity. But can he? Has he coached before? Can he coach? I, I mean, no I don't know anything about... He's a nice lad though, isn't he? 
It's a nice he's lad. a nice guy. Yeah, he's Arteta's nice boy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right, cool, but he's a good player. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I, I've, I haven't got. A, I don't know anything. I've not. I've never heard anything about him being a, a particularly good coach. But um, no, I'm, t- I'm tired of Arsenal giving all these friendly spots away because you you played with us before. Nah, please come and give some substance. Like I saw, I see Perez there all the time. Like, what does he do? Yeah, Perez like, is just there for fitness, man. He's getting old. He's trying to. Keep the fitness in his legs so he can romance liberty. Pira's definitely still better than Pepe, though. You can tell. Oh, this guy. This agenda, bro. You can tell. If if Pira was playing today, he'd have more more goals and assists than Pepe would. 100%. What are you saying, man? The way you have dumped your stock is crazy. I know, it's been brilliant. I'm even proud of myself. I've done it. I've done it so well. Like, I've hardly gone, I've basically gone unchallenged. Just managed to. Dump it and uh, and still kept my integrity intact. <laughs> um, one last question. So some there's been some other rumors today about another signing coming in. Um, this is from a man like K underscore. He asks, are we taking David Alaba or nah? Uh, yeah, we are if he's available. Uh, you just yeah, do not yeah. turn down that type of quality at his age. He can play fucking everywhere. And he can play everywhere in positions that we bloody need it as well. So, yeah, we are taking Dav- David Alaba. I want to on yeah. behalf of all of you, actually. That's in a yeah. second. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no opposition. None. Oh, a, black, a, a, a black man that can speak German as well. I'm oh, taking him. Man. God, <laughs> it would depend how much it costs. <laughs> if you're telling me that Alaba's costing you sixty million pounds, then that's a different conversation. His contract's up, no? Is, oh, oh yeah, next year. Next year, eighteen yeah, months yeah, left. But no? we, we just get him on a on a cheeky. Flip on a what? Cut, Bro, cut, this cut, is cut, Arsenal. He will cost sixty million pounds. Yeah, well, they wanted Xhaka back in the day. Maybe we can try and you know. <laughs> Arteta, that's, so... Arteta, that's your, your boy's boy, mate. That's Arteta's boy there. Yeah. So we, <laughs> anyway, mate. Mm. All right, lads. Well, it was, it's been a good one. I hope this entertains you all on this, uh, you know, this, uh, what, what, what are we on, like, ju- Judgment Day or the Apocalypse or whatever you want to call it. I'm pretty sure we'll be here next week. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, we, 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 we'll, we'll, be, be, we'll be local. Yeah, we, we might be trapped in our houses, but we'll be we'll still yeah, be alive. Yeah. It's, it's cool. All right, well, you can, yeah, we'll be trapped. You can follow us on Touchy Gooners. Uh, make sure to use the hashtag Touchline Frackers. Uh, Ronald, where can people find you? Um, my Twitter is Baba Ronald. Yeah. Um, that's it, really. Cool. Leo, uh, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Education. E-I-T-E-L-O-N. <laughs> and Lou, me and you are now enemies from this day forward. That's all right. Don't me and you. Watch me. Watch uh, me. And Dan? I'm DT. Yeah, that's it. I'm DT. I'm DT underscore 4-5, actually. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking. I, I, was, I was waiting for you to finish the rest. Um, I'm nowhere, to be honest, guys. So... Don't follow me. Uh, no, I saw you doing the keepy ups today, bro. Oh, yeah, that was on Instagram, but you know we keep them things private. B. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 Instagram, guys. No, you can find me on Instagram on Lubob91. I'll probably be on back on Twitter soon. To be honest, I'm, I'm pre and Twitter from the outside. Twitter's been giving me so much life over the last nice. few days. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the best crying. thing about being quarantined, bro. Oh, oh man, Twitter's ridiculous. Anyway, lads, nice one. Oh, we, we'll be cool. back next week. Providing, you know, don't get worse. Cool. All right, bless up. Right. All right, then we'll... A bit. It's got to 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil!
Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Sports Social Podcast Network.